0: up, y'all, and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersasimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. We've made it to March, and many people listening, and I think many people around the United States think March, March Madness, college basketball, you know, playoff for college hockey, you know, there's NCAA wrestling, all that stuff. March has got to be one of the best months of the year when it comes to sports. Not only is all that stuff happening, right? All that stuff, March Madness, cool, 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 cool. You know, the second half of the season's in swing, uh, no pun intended really, for every other sport. But March is an awesome time for tennis in America. It has two back-to-back ATP Masters 1000s, great tournaments, very well put on, very well attended, in two awesome places in the United States. Southern California and Palm Swings at Indian Wells and in Miami. And this week starts the tournament at Indian Wells, the BNP Paribas Open that is going down at the Indian Wells Tennis Garden that is in Palm Springs, California. And this field is always stacked. Now, there are some players, some big-name players, not playing in this tournament. But to me, it doesn't really matter because of how stacked this field is. Year after year and just the quality of this tournament – is always high. I'm not going to waste any more time talking about how great this tournament is. I'm just going to tell you what's going on in this tournament. Let's go to the top seeds. Now the biggest thing is Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal not playing in this year's tournament. Uh Novak not yet vaccinated and you can't get into the United States the, the whole thing that happened last year, right? Not being able to get in the United States if you're not unva- or if you're not vaccinated and whatever is happening with that, right? Like I'm I'm not a politician. I don't know all the guidelines, but that's the gist of what's going on with the Novak Djokovic situation. Rafael Nadal said he still has some injuries, can't play, not playing in this tournament. So two of the biggest names, I would argue two of the biggest names uh, in the sport of tennis right now not playing in this tournament. However, field still stacked. Carlos Elcaraz the top seed. Stefano Tsitsipas the two seed. Then it goes Kaspar Rude, Taylor Fritz, uh, Daniil Medvedev, Rublev, Holger Rune. Uh, Felix Ogiali, Asim, and then when you get past the eight seed here, it's just stacked with players. Hercoc, Nori, you got Yannick Sinner in there, Alexander Sferov Hachinov, Tiafo, Karina Busta, De Manure, Tommy Paul, Bu- Borna Chorich, Lorenzo Musetti, Matteo Berrettini, Grigor Dimitrov, Batista Agut, Davidovich Falkina, Daniel Evans, Shapo, Kecminovich. And then Cirandolo, Van de Zandsculpt. sculpt. I, I mean, you can just go down this list. That's the top 28 seeds I just went through. You could go down this list. There's big names, great players in it. But that's what makes this tournament so special. It's got a Grand Slam type feel, but it also is treated like a smaller tournament, like an ATP Masters 1000. And so you can really see these guys up close and personal. This was the first time I ever saw Roger Federer play. Um, he was just. I watched his whole practice session here when I was at Indian Wells. I don't know, five years ago, maybe Uh, a while back, but it was, I mean, I think it's one of the best tournaments in the world and it's called the fifth major for a reason because of the attendance it gets and how popular it is. Struggle probably with ticket sales this year with some of the big names not being in this tournament. And when you have... Most of the biggest names in the sport in the same tournament, you're going to get good first-round matches. The biggest ones on the men's side is Ben Shelton versus Fabio Fognini. That is a massive first-round match. Ben Shelton, the young American. Fabio Fognini, the veteran out of Italy, playing in the first round. Both very entertaining. And then you got Manorino playing Dominic Team. Dominic Team, you know, still not to the point where he was before he got injured but still very entertaining to watch and continues to play good, good tennis. On the women's side, Sloane Stephens is going to play Sophia Kennan. Two Americans going at it in the first round, both with a very good resume going into this tournament. So there's no shortage of great first-round matches. Carlos Alcaraz is going to have to go through Brandon Holt. If you remember, Brandon Holt beat Taylor Fritz at the U.S. Open, I believe, in the opening round. He was a qualifier. He's a wild card here. So it could be a good match. I don't know. Brandon Holt, I think, plays shaky tennis here and there uh but he's definitely a competitor it just matters how carlos alcaraz is doing uh daniel evans you know he's gonna play right into jack draper that's gonna be another good first round match uh carino busta could play right into gets a buy could play into andy murray that would be an awesome first round match uh then the qualifiers are gonna play each other there michael moe could play tommy paul in the second round That would be awesome. That'd be a great match. Uh, This Ben Shelton, Fabio Fognini could play right into Taylor Fritz. Wow. Taylor Fritz, you know, defending champ at this tournament. You'd expect him to make another run here, and he's from Southern California, so it's a little bit more special to him, this tournament is, but playing right into Ben Shelton or Fabio Fognini in the second round is going to be quite large. Uh, Winner of that Manorino team match is going to go play Lorenzo Musetti. Stan Wawrinka. Awesome to see Stan Bavrinka. He's actually back into the top 100 this week, which is kind of new territory for him since he got injured. He he said he put a big Instagram post like young me trying to you know dreaming of being in the top 100, and it's just as great to be back in the top 100, especially after being out for a little bit. So Stan vrinka playing good tennis coming into Indian Wells and what's going down. At the BNP Paribas Open. All right. Daniel Medvedev in this tournament, he's won three straight tournaments. I'm going to get to some of those other tournaments here at the end of this episode. But Stan Vavrinka is going to play right into Isner or Nakashima, two Americans. I expect him to take care of business. And, you know, the rest is kind of a toss-up. This this whole thing is kind of a toss-up. Um, it's one of those tournaments. It looks like, uh, you know, Andre Rublev, the six seed, Casper Ruud, the three seed could run into each other late in this tournament. That would be a really good matchup. Rublev obviously playing great tennis. He made it to the final of the last tournament, didn't win. Spoiler alert for later in this episode, but those guys both playing good tennis. All right, who do I think is going to win the BNP Paribas Open in Palm Springs? I go back and forth with this. I I haven't up until about 20 minutes before this episode, I really hadn't come to a set in stone answer. But I think I've come to a set in stone answer. I am going to pick Daniil Medvedev to win this tournament. He's won three straight tournaments. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, that's the easy pick. But he's also a five seed, so his road to the final is going to be much tougher. He's going to have to go through possibly Sverev, possibly Khachanov. Um, You look at who else is on this side of the bracket, Like he's going to have to go through Rublev again, Chapo maybe, Berrettini, Cam Nori, Francis Diafo, Grigor Dimitrov, Stefano Tsitsipas. These are all guys he could possibly have to play on his way to get to the final. This is no easy task or no easy week, I should say, for Daniil Medvedev. However, I think Daniil Medvedev is back to playing the type of tennis that he was playing before last year, where last year things kind of hit the fan. Russia invaded Ukraine. He got kicked out of a couple tournaments. couldn't play all the tournaments, whatever. Daniil Medvedev, I think, plays best when he plays the most tournaments. That's what he's doing right now. I believe he has it in him. To win this tournament and he's playing so well however this pick could come back and bite me because sometimes Neil Medvedev just like doesn't play well at all and just like leaves so I don't know what's gonna happen I really don't I you know I picked him to win so I hope he has a good tournament but I think there's a lot of guys that could win this tournament you look at guys like I think Poss is due for a win here at Indian Wells I think Carlos Alcaraz wants another big win like he did last year in Miami right now so there, there's a lot of guys that could actually win this tournament. Uh, and a lot of guys that are playing really well. Um, Taylor Fritz is playing really well. Tommy Paul is playing really well. Um, there's a lot of guys that have the potential to win Indian Wells this year, including Matteo Berrettini as well. So like, there's a lot of potential in this tournament, but I just think Daniil Medvedev is going to win it. I would like to see Rublev win it. He's come so close so many times, but, The type of tennis he's playing right now, he can make a serious run. I just don't know if he can win it with all the talent that is in this draw. I mean, it's huge. So, I'm going to pick Daniel Medvedev. And if you guys roast me on social media, so be it. That's what's going on in Indian Wells. And there's so much more going on at the BNP Paribas Open that I'm going to talk about over the next week or so. Uh, This is a little longer of a tournament because it is an ATP Masters 1000. And we're going to cover that in Miami so much. Over this next month, I got to get to some news now before I forget, and all the stuff that happened over the last week leading up to you know the BNP Paribas Open. So let's go to back to the month of February and what happened. In that month. I kind of already spilled the beans when I said Daniil Medvedev has made it uh has won three straight titles. That was the Dubai ATP five hundred. This draw was a very good draw. I think it was a, a a decent draw. You got Rublev in there, you got Daniil Medvedev in there, and it's an ATP five hundred, so it gets better players. Novak Djokovic was in this, Herkach was in this, uh Bublik, Kakanakis, Chorich, Svarev. You got names in this tournament. What was FAA was in this, um, who lost to Senego. What I think the biggest thing out of this tournament was Daniil Medvedev beating Novak Djokovic six four six four in the semifinals to make it to the final. This is what I'm saying. Daniil Medvedev is playing such good tennis right now. He beats Novak Djokovic and then goes on to beat a red-hot Alexander... Or not Alexander Sverev. Sverev lost Rublev. He beats a red-hot Rublev in the final six two six two Cruises by him, which it seems like Rublev's kryptonite seems to be Daniil Medvedev, because he just can't beat him um, really at all, which is kind of a bummer for Rublev. Uh, But you look at how the tournament Rublev had. He's the two seed. He goes through Davidovich Valkina. He goes through Van Van de sculpt, And then he goes through Sverev to give himself a really good chance to win this tournament. And this would have been his... Third straight win in Dubai, I believe. It says that uh, he could become the third, oh, sorry, second straight win. He would become the third repeat champion in Dubai, joining Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Not bad company there, Andre. Uh, But I I let the cat out of the bag. He already lost. So he he didn't do that. Sorry about that. Uh, But that is kind of what happened up there in Dubai, over there in Dubai, down there in Dubai. I don't know. Over there in Dubai, I think I should say, because it's like straight east and west. It matters what. Matters what direction you're going, but that is what happened in Dubai. A great tournament, always is, I believe, because of the names it gets. It's an ATP 500, and I think players really enjoy playing there. Another good tournament over the last week is Acapulco. That is, this is always a good tournament. Acapulco is in Mexico, and it's another ATP 500, and it gets really, really good players in it. Uh, you look at, there's a ton of Americans in it, but Tommy Paul, Francis Tiafoe, uh, Christopher Eubanks, Ben Shelton's in this tournament, Alex de Minaur's in this tournament, Holger Rune, Casper Rude. A really cool part about this tournament is Matteo Berrettini's brother, Jacapo, I believe is how you say it, Berrettini, uh, was struggling, it says struggling here to win at the ITF level, uh, received a qualifying wild card to the Acapulco ATP 500 and then he qualified for the tournament, and now he got into the last 16. And him and Matteo made the second round. So, pretty cool story there from the Bertini brothers on how they did here. Unfortunately, their road kind of ended soon right after that. So, sorry to end a good story with a bad ending, but they didn't make it much further after that. However, though, Bertini getting in there and having a good tournament uh, it, it is also... You know, good for the brothers and good for confidence moving forward, even if he doesn't, they don't get far. Uh, Mateo, maybe a little different story. I think he'd want to go a little further. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of this tournament. Semi-final action, Tommy Paul against Taylor Fritz. This match was a marathon. Three sets, two tiebreakers, three hours, 25 minutes, and 40 seconds. A marathon match in Acapulco. And both these guys struggling physically toward the end of this match. It looked like at one point Taylor Fritz was going to puke. He like left. He like walked off and like looked like he was going to puke. I don't know if he actually did, but these two Warriors going at it. And I think this is awesome for tennis, awesome for American tennis. And I can't wait to watch these two keep playing each other moving forward at all of these tournaments. Tommy Paul wins this one. Moves forward, but loses in the final to Alex De Manure, who has a remarkable tournament. He goes through Jacopo G- Berrettini. He goes through Holger Rune. Then he goes through a red-hot Tommy Paul. Alex De Manure, out of Australia, was in. in 2019 U.S. Open kind of made a run. Then he was out. No one heard from him for a while. And now it seems like he is back in. He is ranked number 18 in the world right now. He now has seven career titles. uh, Many of those except one on hard court. The hard court is where this guy lives and breathes. And he seems to be playing his best tennis when he is on hard court. And he is the winner of his seventh tournament on tour down in Acapulco, Mexico. All right. Last but not least, we got to move on. This is the last tournament that happened in the month of February. And it was in Santiago, Chile. It's an B 250. I'm not going to spend much time on this because it's a 250 and it really didn't have that many guys in it. Lorenzo Musetti was the top seed, uh, but an awesome story and an awesome win for Nicholas Jari. Uh, Nicholas Jari wins this tournament in the final. And that is his, I don't know, that is his second career title. It looks like um, remarkable. He won one in 2019 Uh, that was clay, this was also clay, so Jari seems like he is a clay court guy, but he won this one in Santiago for his second career title, ranked number 52 in the world, seems to be playing really good tennis, especially leading up to Roland Garros in a couple months, he seems to be a clay court guy that can actually have a day, so could be something to watch moving forward in this you know, clay court swing that we're really about to go on. All right, some news for the end of this episode. Let's get to it. It looked like uh, Casper Rude, when he was at Acapulco, accidentally... revealed a yet to be announced change the tour calendar last year or next year I should say. It sounded like he said there was going to be something in Los Cabos uh and he said like, "Oh, this will be feasible next year cuz I'll go to Los Cabos and go to Acapulco and I love coming to Mexico." And then they cut his press conference short and they're like, "Yo, what'd you say?" and he was like, "Uh, nothing." <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Something like that happened. It was a fun little media like a fun little media Back and forth, it seemed like. Uh, I don't think he knew he was not supposed to say that, but looks like there's something coming to Los Cabos. So if you're listening to this and you like going to Los Cabos or you're from Los Cabos, looks like something's coming. What else is coming is a season two of Breakpoint is coming in 2024. That was announced by Netflix, and Roland Garros put it out this morning as well. Awesome. I'm a huge fan of this. That's going to end this episode on a magnificent note. I'm looking forward to the second half of season one that's going to come out later this year in 2023. But season two coming out in 2024, I hope they get to more storylines, more players, different players, well-known players. Let's get inside Djokovic's head, inside the locker room with Djokovic and Medvedev and all those guys. That's what I want in season two. I think golf did it right by getting a lot of their big-name players to talk, especially in such a historic year for golf with Live Golf tennis we need some of the big big guys to be talking um and some of the big big women to be talking in this uh break point because it's only going to grow the sport that's going to be it I'm done talking for the day Indian Wells is going on Miami's next I'm so excited for all of them Daniil Medvedev is my pick lock it in right now for Indian Wells and what's going to happen at the BNP Paribas Open watch it this week it's going to be fun it's like nine days long or something like that all right I gotta go bye